You're listening to the Stronger Stride podcast with your hosts, Lydia Mackay and Sophie Lane. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stronger Stride podcast. You're here with your hosts, Lydia and Sophie. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. How are you, Soph? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Good Good to be here. Glad to be here, as always. Yeah. Just the usual, you know. Um, no, it's good. It feels like we haven't done this for a while, but our I episodes think are still you say that coming every out time. Regularly. Well, because it just feels like so long. Because, I know. I don't know. I feel like we used to just see each other all the time. So now between these, it's just very irregular, you know? Yeah, still getting used to it. But we're still consistent with our uploads, so that's the main thing. But, yeah, we've got heaps to catch up on. We sure do, as always. Um, what's been happening in your life? I know you've moved houses since last time I saw you and last time I we have. spoke, which is exciting. I know. I have moved. I moved closer to the beach. In fact, I was like... 15 kilometers away and now I'm like 700 meters away so big upgrade there um so loving that and it's been very good for my running actually I've been Mm. enjoying my running despite my current injury which I haven't updated you on we'll chat yes Um, but I have run four days in a row six k's each which I just did two days at six k's at the same time and I was like oh I've done two in a row like I've just got to keep going. So I've done four, but I thought today I'll have a day off. But nice. it just looks so nice being so nice and even. It Six does. Ks, it's not huge, but it's like just a little nice half an hour. It is. And then it's like, lovely. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite nice. So I'll have today off and then I'll try again tomorrow. Yes. Um, prior to that, we did the End Peak 50K trail running in Coffs Harbour. Oh, we sure did. Yes. We did. So that was just, we were just talking about it last time. We were about to go. And luckily we got to do it. It was so much fun. Thank you to Keelan and the Coffs Trail Runners for putting it on. Um, yes. We got to help out a little bit too. I did my first little check-in at a race oh, so that yeah. people would come up and tell me their number. Um, <laughs> now, we were both a bit silly because what time did we get there? Like six before five, six? Five. Five. Okay, something. It was dark. But neither oh, of yeah, us right. even considered headlamps. <laughs> we forgot I it was head, dark. <laughs> I just imagined there were going to be lights or something. Like I just didn't even yeah. didn't even think. So me trying to. <laughs> lights in the bush. <laughs> Who well, turned the lights off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So people would come up and tell me their name and I would, I just couldn't read because it was dark. So it was a bit of a struggle, but it was so much fun. So I feel like maybe I'll become a full-time official. Mm, Quit the running. Um, I think it was really my strong suit, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that the summary of the race? <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that gives away a few things. The race was, well, I can't call it a race. The run was fun. We had some good moments. We, we did. We had some we good potatoes. Nice people. We had some good, some good potatoes. People. And they're probably the things, the food and the people. <laughs> we'll ignore the run or the legs or the discomfort I felt. The people and the food made it great. <laughs> yes. For more details, out. check Strava. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Well, it looks good. Like the number looks good. Just don't check the time. It's fine. Check the elevation. Um, so, yes, that was really good. Got to go and visit Coffs finally. Mm, I've heard lots yes. about it. Um, so we got, I got to do a little tour. Thanks to Lydia for showing me around. Yeah. It was very fun. Highlight of the year, oh, can we say? Good. It was it's my first holiday. I was thinking yeah. highlight of the week, but that's not very yeah, I'd be disappointed if you said that. Yeah, the year. Well, big holiday. So it was great. Yeah, you took a whole so day off for... work. That's massive. Yeah, a whole day. That's the first day of annual leave I've ever taken. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Priorities. You are a priority, apparently. And then the following week, we, well, we went for a hike on the Monday and then I went to Pure Run on Wednesday. Oh, and I felt so good. Got through 10Ks, totally fine. And then had, had a couple of days off, went for a run. Basically, battling a knee injury, 
um, mm. but still running, still able to run. And I don't think it's doing me much damage, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I saw someone on Thursday and we've got a few strategies in place. So hopefully that sorts itself out. I'm feeling positive about it. I'm feeling like I'm going to be on track soon. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. That is exciting. Yeah. Onwards and upwards from here. That's right. Now tell That's- me about all the Ks you've been running. Um, well, firstly, thank you for coming to Coffs. It was very lovely to have you. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> it was a very nice weekend. And just a little note on doing the organizing. I got to be the car park marshal. You and did. I actually you had to wore, wear a high vis vest. That's I very know. official. Yeah, I yeah. I really enjoyed that. And I think it could be you could take a, up traffic control as a career. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like Imagine me with money. the soft ghost line. Ghost line. Ghost line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you're onto that. Yeah. yeah it'd just be cool get to meet some people you know <laughs> smile wave direct <laughs> I think I'd suit it um anyway yeah my week's been really good I was yeah not really too sore after um end peak which was after a 50 kilometer hike <laughs> um and yeah I just realized yesterday and that's when I text you so that I run like a hundred and 25 Ks in the last seven days, which is kind of like, I don't think I've ever run that far in seven days. No. I mean, I've probably run close to it a few times, but um, I've sort of been averaging like 80 to 90 K weeks. So I think that's a solid step up. It was a bit accidental. And I think I'm going to drop it, try and drop it back just a little bit. Cause I just want to make sure that everything is strong and healthy and happy. And it's very easy to overtrain, especially when you look on Strava and you're like, oh, I want to make that graph just keep going up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important to remember that you're not actually bulletproof. Even when you feel good, sometimes it can be a bit of a delayed reaction when everything sort of um, falls apart. So I'm going to pull the reins in a little bit and um, just go for some moderate runs this weekend. And I had today off. I just went for a swim, which is so nice. I love my Friday ocean swims and um, yeah, but I have been in the bush a little bit. I've been on the road a little bit. Um, That's pretty much like I haven't done anything different to usual, just sort of my, my standard runs around the jetty, my sunrise runs. Um, Yeah. If you've seen my Strava, you know that I like running around the jetty. So, yeah, well, it was interesting actually coming up because I've seen your maps all year and I was like, I don't understand how she's running like into the ocean and then back and then back into. I'm like, mm-hmm. is there something going wrong with the graphs? But I visited and yeah, they're really long jetties go out over the water. Mm, it's that fantastic. Actually, did a nice sand run as well this week. And like, yeah, I wonder who would have thought yeah. nice and sand could go together. No, not but, me. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's nice to have variety of terrain too. Because like when I think about like I ran in the trail on Monday, I ran in the grass on Tuesday, like a training session. Wednesday was like all road. And then Thursday, oh no, Wednesday was half road, half sand. Thursday was grass. <laughs> and then Friday, rest day. But then before that, it was like a road run. So really a real nice mix of terrain so I think that's possibly a good strategy just to change the change the load on your body I like it I'm impressed I the sand thing I'm just I'm not a fan of but I'm glad you enjoyed it I think maybe I'll give it a go again but I've still got I think I've got some trauma from that Budai run oh honestly I have trauma just from hearing about oh. it and from Who's watching me the at the end crying and well, I didn't get thing. to see you because I was at work, no, but I cheated. I thought the start. I was dying. I thought my lungs had collapsed. Yeah, my chest I, was hurting. It was a whole thing. 
but anyway so I just I need to make peace with the sand yeah I was thinking actually because I was running along the beach at my new local on the footpath and I was like oh I could just like I could do a little bit on the beach so I'll I think I'll ease in ease my way into it good yeah I'm excited yeah. I'm excited for the Strava updates. I still don't see any of your runs on Strava. I still have well, to go to your page and yes, find and them. and then you like them all at once. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't understand. I don't have know. you liked my even 6Ks every day? Yes, I liked them. And you yeah. know what I did like? Mm-hmm. I liked the sunrise pictures that you yes. attached because I'm all about a nice picture, a nice yeah. little insight into the effort. Not about mm-hmm. this morning run, afternoon run. Let's have some colour <laughs> in our Strava. Thank you. So Yes, I do enjoy reading people's little captions. It's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, and I have been ocean dipping most run as well every With, day. Um, Even this morning when I didn't run, I still dipped. So <laughs> that's something. <laughs> Someone said to me the other day that they call it teabagging because oh, it's like a teabag that dips yeah, in yeah. and out. I, get I was that. like, yeah. Yeah, that's like me, very rapid in and out. Oh, see, no, I was brewing for like ten oh, minutes in there. Wow, it was a, a strong tea. Oh, nice. Lots of flavor. At the end. <laughs> long that's brew. good. Yeah, and I was talking to there was this lady in there, and she just went straight in, and then the, there were these other people that were like really struggling, like couldn't do it, and they were like, "Oh, it's our first time," and she's like, oh. "Oh, I've been doing it for years. It gets easier." And I was like, "Wow, like, oh. yeah, it does. you know, you just got to do it once, and then it's like it's easy." It is. It's the mental battle. I find it a battle always. Even in summer, I struggle. I always find the water cold. Like I'm an absolute sook, but I do get in there and people are like, oh, you'll get used to it. I'm like, mate, I've been having cold showers for two years and I'm still not used to it. I am cold. I'm just a cold girl. But it is It is very, um, oh, what's the word? It just makes you feel good. I'm like, yes, mm. go me. I am brave. You overcame that challenge. Yeah. It makes me feel very proud of myself every morning mm. when I do it. Good. It is good. It is. Oh, and I did swim with a dolphin this morning. I should add that in. That's important, right? That should be did a you get highlight. a photo because otherwise it didn't happen. Oh, well. It's not on Strava. Happen, sorry. I said, yeah. Well, I did put a, a dolphin emoji on my Strava. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll That's what it Next meant. Time. I should have left my GoPro for you. Anyway, we had enough chat. Enough, yes. enough. Yes. We need to get on with it. We yeah. have such a good episode and oh. we talk and he, the guest talks so much in the episode. So we probably need to wrap this up because there's just so much, so much oh. fun stuff. Like, oh, I think this is my, the, the funnest episode, I think I would say. Like the, just, it was just a bunch of fun, wasn't it? Like it was yeah. just a good time. We, we had so like, much fun. It was just a good chat as always. But um, yeah, did you want to let everyone know who our guest was? Um, yeah, so we had Sam Hopper come on. So if you don't know who Sam is, he is a fantastic middle to long distance road runner. Um, I think I said long distance runner in the episode. And he was like, oh, not exactly long, long. But I think he was comparing himself to some of the ultra runners that we've had on. Um, but Sam, I think his favorite is half marathon distance and he's been working up towards a marathon. Um, He also works at Pace Athletic in Sydney, which is specialist running shoe store. So he knows a whole lot of stuff about running. He is super, super passionate. In fact, I think if we could sum up Mm. um, Sam in one word, it would be passionate because he, and and enthusiastic. He just has so much energy. It just, yeah, you can't even like, even just being on Zoom with him, it's like you like feel it and you're like, it's just I just wish he could go around and just like give that to everyone. You know, everyone yeah. needs a little bit of hopper in their life. I agree. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, after our chat, I was like, I'm so excited to go and run. 
I, in fact, yeah, that, that is, that is probably it. We should literally just chat about all things running. Um, so his name's Sam Hopper. He normally goes by Hopper. So sorry if we've said that interchangeably just then, but Hopper, uh, tells us all about his different runs over the years. His, he goes through his PBs that he's currently got for his 3k, 5k, 10k, half marathon um and he tells us some good stories about those (laughs) which yeah we go through we go on so many tangents and it's awesome um and then we get to hear about sam's history with injury as well as he's had a few little or a particular setback this year so it was really interesting to hear how he's coped with that physically and mentally and what his rehab process is Um, and like i alluded to a little bit just before about getting caught up with um, pushing really hard and like when you're feeling good you just want to go 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 and then sometimes you have to remember that you're actually not bulletproof and things can go wrong so yeah Sam talked to us a little bit about that which is very insightful um yeah. and sorry no I was just agreeing yeah 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 um and then he just told us about how he got into running um how he came to Australia as well because he's actually from New Zealand um a little bit about his fueling and making sure you eat well before races and during races um and then of course all of our favorite topics we talk about shoes which I think we're gonna have to get Hopper back on to chat about shoes because (laughs) we could have talked about that for like four hours I think that was going to be our main like what we were focusing the episode on but because we just we didn't quite get around to it. <laughs> there was so much <laughs> yeah. else stuff, so much yeah. other stuff to talk about. So we will have to definitely get him back on. Um, if you guys want him back on, please let us know. Share the episode to let us know that you enjoyed it as well. We do speak a little bit about carbon shoes, who we'd be recommending them for, um, how to get the most out of your shoes, when to know if they need to be replaced, training shoes, best performance shoes, and all those sorts of questions, which are quite common when you're selecting shoes. So yeah, definitely some good practical tips from Sam or from Hopper. <laughs> when you can- I'm sorry, I don't know why I keep <laughs> funny. That's so funny. I literally have Hopper written down on my computer screen and I keep saying Sam. Oh my goodness. You have names. There's something something going on there. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy the episode, guys, please let us know. Uh, you can do so by sharing the episode on your Instagram story. You can subscribe or follow on your podcast app that you use. Um, you can give us a rating on Apple Podcasts as well if you use that. Um, and yeah, just and follow know. Sam. I mean, <laughs> no, don't follow Hopper. His Instagram name is literally Hopper. It doesn't say Sam at all. I think it's Hopper underscore Sorry. something yeah. like that. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, and reach out to Hopper. You guys get his name right, unlike someone who <laughs> literally says in this episode he gets confused when people call him Sam. Look what you've done. What a mess. Anyway, enjoy the episode. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you so much. For your enjoy. Support. All right. Welcome team. We have Sam Hopper here today, which we are very excited about. Um, in fact, it's been a while that we've been trying to get Sam on the show, but he's finally here today. He is a very impressive long distance roadrunner and he's also a shoe expert and works at Pace Athletic in Sydney. And we'll hear much more about Sam as he introduces himself. Welcome Sam to the show. Thanks Lydia. Thanks Sophie. Thanks for inviting me on. Good to have you. We're excited. Yeah, I think I'm excited to have a It should be interesting. Yeah. We, we should ask, do you prefer to go by Hopper or Sam? Because I always read you as Hopper. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I think everyone's just called me Hopper as a nickname since I was at uni and yeah. even probably back at high school. So 
they kind of, when I moved here and, and people started calling me Sam, some, some people call me Sam. I was like, God, that's weird. <laughs> Very but you can call me whatever. Hopper, Hopper, I like straight away. I like, no, you're talking about me. So <laughs> you can go by Hopper. <laughs> well, I am talking about you. I hope you didn't get confused at all. Not the other um, Sam here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, okay. Well, Hopper, thank you for coming on. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about who you are? Just a bit of bit of background. Hope I didn't put you in a box by saying long distance road runner. Because I mean, I you probably do many things, but I guess <laughs> that <laughs> track runner as well. Yeah, no, probably just saying the impressive part of that sentence because I'm very sub sub elite when it comes to long distance running. But yeah, I predominantly just do the road running. So yeah, um, I haven't delved into anything too long in terms of ultras and things but yeah working at pace athletic i come across like numerous ultra runners so i've been kind of motivated maybe after i do the road running to jump in some longer stuff interesting and a few of my friends did the uta this year so yeah one of them actually came third in the hundred and i was like oh "Oh, wow that is it's motivated me to do that one day maybe i'll just jump straight in the hundred instead of trying the 50 yeah, yeah, as well. Get it over with. Yeah, <laughs> all in or all out, right? All in, that's it. That's exactly it's good. That's <laughs> the way to do it. Can you um, run through um, your PBs for these runs you do? So I guess like yeah. three, five, ten, half sort of thing. Be interesting to hear if you know. Yeah, them. okay. Um, Pop quiz so for you. My 3K is currently 8.42. So wow. that's, it's actually funny because that's probably my weakest distance in terms Ooh. of like what I train for. And that's the distance that got me a world athletics profile. So with, wow. with world athletics distances, you have to run like a certain time or a certain threshold to get a profile. And then once you get the profile, every single result gets loaded there. So I had oh. a really shocking Canberra half. So that time <laughs> went on there, even oh, though no. it wouldn't be anywhere near fast enough to get mm. you an account. Oh, so okay. That was, I think that was my only, yeah, every year I only just, do one 3k race on the track and it's the New South Wales <laughs> stake chance so I was in like the sea the sea race maybe yeah it was the sea race and I was so nervous because a few of my training buddies at the time they were in that race and they're so much faster than me and I was like oh, I'm gonna get absolutely embarrassed in this, in this <laughs> oh, race no. so it was quite good I just like knew I was gonna get smoked so I just sat off the back of the first pack and just did like a time trial essentially essentially but um yeah that was quite that was quite a surprise I didn't think I had like the wheels to run that time I mean it's not a for for my age and I don't think it's a very impressive time but it was a relief to get it my um my prior pb down because I think I'd run 856 prior to that and yeah, then, right. So just sneaking under. Yeah, just sneaking. And I was thinking, at the time, I was thinking, I'm 25 years old and my PV's 8.56 and I'm doing all this running. Surely I can run faster. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's interesting that you think it's not impressive, but I feel like it's just you obviously surround yourself with very mm, fast people because yes. a lot of our listeners, if they hear eight, like, I mean, a lot of our listeners would be stoked with 15 minutes. So it's like, it's so interesting mm. to hear the comparison. And obviously everyone's so different, but... I reckon you should be pretty stoked with that. If I was yeah, here, I so would true. be. I, I get that in the running store as well. Like people come mm. in and then they're like, oh, I'm not a runner. And I'm like, why are you in a running store buying running? <laughs> <laughs> you're a runner. Of course you're a runner. He runs a runner. Yeah, so, exactly. 
Yeah, give yourself yeah. some credit. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is that is a thing. If you're hanging out with all the big dogs in Sydney, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so mm. rubbish compared to them. But <laughs> it's, it's so true, isn't it? We all no. love this sport. So. That's it for sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. and then um, next distance up, that's probably the, the lowest I'll race, that, that distance. Mm. Yeah, that I didn't even know that you ran that short. Gosh, yeah, sprinter. Yeah, usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next would be 5K. And my PB for that, I actually, so I'd done the Launceston half marathon and mm. we were out celebrating. This is in December. We're out celebrating and we're having some beers at lunch. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any more races left this, this summer. And I saw that the Albie Thomas 5K was on the next weekend. And I was thinking, mm. oh, I'm going to be pretty cooked from this half marathon. <laughs> but I entered it and then... What, I think that was about the week that the Northern Beaches in Sydney went into lockdown. So oh my a lot goodness. of the athletes couldn't come out to Bankstown out in the west where the race is being held. And I don't think any interstate athletes could come. Okay. So I like nice tactics. Up. Yeah, I broke <laughs> up to this race. And I thought that was going to be the Inside Running podcast, your competitive podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I think they're well above us, but thank you. <laughs> so they have like the elite race mm. and I think they had like a competition kind of between the three hosts. They would like pick a team from the, the entrance and then base the winning team off points, like placings and whatnot. Oh, and okay. I thought that was that race. And because I hadn't broken 15 minutes for 5K, I didn't. I wasn't eligible to be in that race. And I was like, it's sweet. I'll just enter the community race. Oh, but okay. then I got a message saying that they were, like I've been bumped up to the Inside Running Podcast event. And I was thinking, oh, 12 and a half laps to get absolutely embarrassed <laughs> getting lapped by all the fast guys. And I rock up to the start line and there's just, Three of us, there's Aiden Hobbs from Queensland and Matt Cox, who's another beast runner and run crew, and me. And I'm like, where's, no way. Where, where is he? <laughs> and there's prize money for it. Oh. And all we had to do was finish the race. Yeah, on the podium by default. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was the first prize money I got in running. I was stoked. Yeah. But oh, I was nice. so knackered. So, my PB is current on the track is that time. So it's 15.20, which is the same wow. pace as my 10K PB as well. <gasps> really? So, yeah, that was that was fun. It was actually really painful. I've never wanted to pull out of a race more. At like 2K, mm. I was like, oh, I did not, did not give Launceston's half of like enough credit. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. Open. Yeah. Were you near the other two guys? Oh, Nah. <laughs> well, that's impressive to get a PB like in those sort of conditions. Like normally, you need like people around you of similar pace, and like you need everything to go right to get a PB. So it's pretty good that you just got it. it was just definitely a time trial, random... but it was um, yeah, it was trending very slow towards the end. It was going out <laughs> hot and then just absolutely dying. Yeah, but then you and can then... obviously continue that pace for ten k's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I actually ran. Oh, I'll get. Oh. Next distance is 10K. We'll start talking about that, actually. So, <laughs> so I get so carried away. <laughs> my first ever race in the um, Nike Vaporfly Next for Sense, like the super shoes. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about shoes later. But yes. my first race in those is when I ran 32.19. And this is like two years ago at the oh, Sydney okay. 10K. And one of my best mates who works at Pace as well, Liam Wolford, 
the two of us were like pretty close and we like tussled the whole way and then I ended up beating him by about 20 seconds but yeah we we ran big pvs that day and that was my pv until um sydney 10 which i can't remember there was a few weeks ago like just before i got injured oh and, yeah um, right then i ran i think i went through 5k in 1507 so a little faster than my track pv and then wow. i ran what would that be 1532 so i ran 3039 and i was i was just like whoa wow. how did i run this this is the same pace as my 5k yeah TV. yeah so that is wild it's so interesting because i think a lot of like newer runners or and probably like a lot of people you look at like your shorter distances like the three and maybe not 3k but like the 5k and then you sort of like think oh okay double it like i'll be much slower and then you kind of realize, oh, actually, no, I just have to keep running the same pace. <laughs> okay, so your 10K PB. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you got that. So the reason, I reckon the reason why is because I actually started, um, when I got out of hotel quarantine over a year ago now, just just over a year ago, I mm-hmm. decided I'm going to train for my first marathon. And right. this is kind of like what we just talked about with mm-hmm. your 3K and 5K and 10K paces being very similar. Because I think I can just get into a pace and just maintain that for ages. So I was thinking, oh, I might as well just jump in the, the full marathon distance because it won't be that much different. It's just a bit more time just when you're keep going. at the same pace. <laughs> yeah. But I started tra- like doing heaps more Ks and then you just randomly get way fitter for the faster stuff. Like I wasn't mm. doing very impressive sessions i was just perpetually knackered i was just fatigued all the time and <laughs> at work i was just eating so much on my break so i was just like shoving it in before yeah. my second run of the day yeah so yeah, yeah Lydia was saying do you run to work or were you is that what you were doing um, oh, over the summer i was because mm-hmm. sometimes one of my other colleagues another new zealander his name is <laughs> terry he is a little um cavoodle named zoe and mm-hmm. sometimes they go on holiday so i go and dog sit oh nice so that's over by the bay run which is like quite a popular loop to run mm. around in sydney and i yeah would run across the harbour bridge and then up into mossman where mm. one of the pace athletic stores is or sometimes to roseau uh and sometimes to crow's nest so nice. most over summer i was doing like these 15 to 17 k one way wow. and then I'd work and then I'd run home and I was just getting so obsessed with like doing these big caves <laughs> a little too carried away I'm surprised I didn't get injured at that point mm. yeah you did yeah. well to maintain it for so long like I guess <laughs> something's got to give at some point but you were yeah. you held on to it for pretty long which is good yeah, yeah. that's it no that's so, good oh the next do you want me to talk about yeah like half? Half? that's probably my favorite distance I've, been <laughs> half I've done yeah. a few of those but um <laughs> Yeah, so in December I did, and it was my first time breaking 70 minutes. So mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping to be like a group around, you know how there's probably a group around 90 minutes, mm-hmm. around four-minute case, like an hour 24, and then I was hoping breaking 70, there'd be like mm. some sort of sub-sub-elite group yep, around nice. there. But <laughs> unfortunately, because there were just people from like Melbourne and Sydney that were um able to race there mm-hmm. even though international or, yeah it was very limited the field all the fast guys were so far ahead and then 
I was kind of by myself for oh, like no. 16k of it. So mm. I, I flew down to Launceston to try and break 70. And then I ran like 69.48. So yeah, it was wow. only just under. Yeah, it still counts though. <laughs> still counts. That's so good. Yeah, then, huge. Um, That's incredible. Like, Congratulations. So yeah, I was relieved more than anything. I was hoping to go a little quicker, but we got to be happy with our PVs when we can eventually yeah. race these days. You can never then, really be happy. Like surely there's no like, you can never reach a time and go, okay, that's it. I'm retiring. I'm happy. Yeah. Like I feel like you can have these goals and then finally reach them and be stoked. But then you're like, okay, but what's next? Like it's kind of yeah. that never ending, never ending challenge. And then I did that exact same race a few weeks ago now, actually. I don't know. I guess maybe four weeks, five weeks ago. Yep. So it was, um, uh, it's meant to be in July every single year, but because mm-hmm. of the pandemic like, or the current pandemic, last year's race, they jumped it, have it holding it in December, which was quite right. nice because it was actually really, really warm that day. Mm. Um, and then when we did it six months later, in July it was actually really foggy like all of us had taken gloves down because it's obviously mm-hmm. Tasmania you think it's yeah. like New Zealand conditions really cold yeah <laughs> it was so it was like the most muggy race I've ever done it was oh, just right. fog the entire time wow. and it was so cool we had like there was a front group with mm. like a, ca- a camera on the bike and then there's a second group and I was with a couple of big dogs there's a guy Tom Middleton who's a very good runner from Run Crew Mm-hmm. and then nick earl who's like a 214 mm. marathoner he's like a famous runner oh yep. he's on that inside running podcast yes on one of their yep. um episodes and yeah i was running with them i was like oh the good thing is i've, I've been injured and just like a couple of weeks before that so i've got no expectations i'm just mm, gonna no go out and run like 315s or 316s yep. and just hold that and then they happen to just like sit on the back of me uh, and I was like oh this is kind of cool because like <laughs> they're gonna beat me but at least have some company rather than running mm. 16 of it by myself like yeah in December and then yeah they kicked we so it's a real flat course out to mm-hmm. the 13k turnaround and then you go up this really huge I think it's like 500 meters up the highway oh, just like kicks up and it's almost like a mountain and then there's a turnaround at the top and then mm-hmm. you just bang it down and then oh, flat wow. for the next like 8k yeah but they just took off up the hill <laughs> and I was so shot to pieces oh no but then I ran 69.09 I wish I'd known I was wow, going to be so close to 69 so yeah yeah and that was um that was maybe like three weeks after I got my stress reaction so I was pretty stoked yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not recommending table. racing. Yeah, is that <laughs> that's the secret <laughs> for all the listeners? <laughs> oh my that's goodness. a prescription. Oh wow! Gosh, you guys okay. are shaking your heads right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so that was recent, and now since then, have you just been sort of rehabbing the injury? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of got a glimmer of hope. I was like, oh, I'm actually going to be able to do my. So my, my goal this year was to do the Gold Coast full marathon, do my first Aww. marathon there because it's nice and flat. And mm. oh, I was, it was so like, I almost feel like I'd done the race during my, my two-week taper leading up to it because I was so all over the show in terms of watching the coronavirus updates mm. in the news. And you're just like, am I able to leave Sydney? Oh, am I going to so be able to like get back without quarantine? It was just, yeah. yeah, you're tired. And then some Sydney runners, I feel really bad. Like there's some absolute weapon runners in Sydney. A couple like 
Tom DeCano and Ben St. Lawrence, they were going to run some very fast times mm. and they, they made it up there. Now I would have trained for like the week, like the taper week. And then right at the last minute, I was seeing like news headlines that people had to wear masks and go in the Gold Coast. And oh, I was thinking, no. shoot, they're not going to hold a mass participation yeah. event. So it's, it's a shame that those guys had to come back. And they, oh, it's devastating. Like, like obviously for me, I'm like, oh, at best I'm going to run, I don't know, 225 or 230 or whatever. Yeah, but it's so your first like, marathon. Like it's it's a big deal. Those guys are like redlining, like pushing their body to the <laughs> limit to run extremely fast times and then mm. just at the last minute to be told that you've got to yeah yeah yeah, it's yeah. A lot more strain at that level i think so yeah of course there's a bit more riding on it i guess yeah more. i feel so bad like everyone even mentally like the physical mm. aspect of training for a marathon or a half and getting excited for it i think mm. mentally just being like ah oh. like virtual events are really good because it supports the organizers but mm. like it's not the same as it's not the same people. yeah especially when you've got that course set out like it's a nice flat course you yeah know, you've got people like it's just completely different it's it it's not the same at all but yeah. it's just how it is i guess at the moment um yeah so hopefully we can do some other races in the second half of the year i don't yeah. know i've entered the um sunshine coast oh nice marathon just okay cool so that's the backup hopeful though it's yeah. only like a few weeks anyway <laughs> Yeah, it'll come up quick. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. I guess for you, it's probably not the worst thing that it wasn't on seeing as you were still recovering from the injury. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've it kind might of be just meant to enjoyed be. doing singles. So I got quite obsessed with like doing most days of the week. I think five days a week, I ended up doing two runs a day and then I'd wow. do like a longer run on the other two days. Mm. And I was just like obsessed after work. I was so excited to go out for my second run and yeah, it's it's not good if you're not recovering and not eating enough, not sleeping enough, and that's it. Yeah, sacrificing things like strength work or or eating yeah. dinner really late at night just to fit another run in. Exactly. Then, yeah, you yeah get a for sure. Bone stress injury or anything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can only do it for so long. Um, yeah. So, what's your plan now with training? Obviously, reducing volume initially yeah. and then just gradually building up. You're adding in some strength work, or what's the plan? Yeah. So, like, I'm. I'm like 26 and a half years old and <laughs> I'd never done any strength work in my life until wow. I got injured. <laughs> I just thought I was invincible. So I was running like, yeah, what, 140K a week for the past, I don't know, 60 odd weeks. Mm. And, and you really weren't getting injured road. though, right? Like before that yeah. you'd had like, what, an ankle sprain. Is that yeah. pretty oh, much yeah. it? Yeah, I actually... I was doing a long run and I decided to do this random route. So I used to live in Lavender Bay, which is like such a nice part of Sydney. It's, it's down by the Harbour Bridge, down by um, Luna Park. Mm. So it's just up just up the hill there. So I used to do these awesome long runs like around the Harbour Bridge and then the Bay Run and then back along uh, this road called River Road, which is really hilly. And it was this perfect Sunday run route. And this one day I was like, oh, nah, it's raining like, I'm just going to go and try a new long run. So I went and did this city to surf course and I've done the city surf twice. And the first time I walked up heart rate hill and then the second time I got my, I had my name on my bib. So I was like, oh, I have to do it. But I was really sick at the time. Because you had I, your name like, on your bib. Yeah. I had, I, That's I had when you know you're a proper athlete. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was um, battling with this chest infection and I was doing all right actually I think 
I don't know what position I was in, maybe like 20th or something at the bottom of the hill. And then I started going up the hill and I started coughing so much, like my heart rate oh. shot up. And I started walking and then <laughs> halfway up the hill, the lead female ran past with the, the camera um, on her. And oh they, like, no! Handy cross to me. And you had your name on your bib, so everyone knew who it was. <laughs> I'm kidding. I finished the race, and I'm just like, like I felt like I'd been hit by a bus. I was oh, so no. sick, so oh. naked, and I'm getting all these screenshots and, and messages from my friends back in New Zealand. Like, is this you? <laughs> like, no, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Guy looks like you got an imposter, <laughs> <laughs> stolen identity. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So, um, I lost that train of thought. What were we talking about? Just like getting back into training. Oh. Yeah. What's your plan? Yeah. No, so, about, yeah, you said you, I said you haven't oh, had any yeah, injuries my ankle. before. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. So the extent of my injuries before my current niggle is that I was running like the city surf loop and they got lost and I was trying to make it out to Bondi where it finishes, but I ended up around this golf course and then back to where I'd already run. I was like, oh, I'm so lost. But I... <laughs> was running down this road, not really watching where I was putting my feet. And I strike, like, I wish I had a shoe with me, but I strike <laughs> really up the front on my pinky toes and mm-hmm. rolling quite a, quite a little amount. So very, like, unstable. And mm-hmm. I was running across this tree route, and I just rolled over my foot. Mm-hmm. And oh. I just had these really tight Nike socks on. And I got to Centennial Park, and I just, like, I love my Sunday long run. I never cut one short. And I just had to sit down and I took my sock off stupidly. And it was just like the size of a lemon and it was all purple. Wow. And I, I don't know what I'd done, but I took a day off and then just had some painkillers the next day <laughs> and went out for a jog. And then I just kept jogging and it was fine, which was right. dumb. I shouldn't have done that. But <laughs> then I just kept training. Yeah, I, I had like, it was something stupid. I don't know how many days in a row. It was a really long streak until... I did this workout around the bay a few weeks ago and I just got this like real sharp pain in my, my groin. It was mm-hmm. like a dull ache actually. And then it kind of traveled down to the outside of my knee and my glute was kind of butt and like my lower back was kind of achy. I was like, I don't know. No. What I just straight away, like Dr. Google <laughs> <laughs> searched all my symptoms and I was like, ah, I need to amputate my leg. I, was like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I actually thought I had a femoral stress fracture initially. Oh. I was like, oh, this doesn't feel good. So mm. I just like got my tongue, had a day off, ended up having like eight days off. And I got an MRI in that, that time. And I just decided to take eight days off all sport, just eat heaps of Greek yogurt because I thought, <laughs> I'm start eating healthy now. Now that I've got a bone. <laughs> but, That'll heal nah, Calcium. It was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the MRI results back. I went in to see um, these guys at a place called Central Performance in the CBD. And mm-hmm. I saw Ben Liddy and Dave Costello. So Ben Liddy's like a really good um, physio. And he like took me through the, the scans and everything. and and explain that like MRI show you literally everything. And mm. he was happy for me to talk to Dave about doing some strength and conditioning, which probably should have done about 10 years ago. <laughs> I first started jogging. Yeah. 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 Then, um, yeah, I've just been doing like his little, like real basic body weight 
um, program because I was thinking I'm never going to go to a gym. Like <laughs> I'll sign up and I'll commit and then I just won't end up going. Yeah. So it's quite nice like doing stuff you can just do in your bedroom. There's like no pressure. You can just fit it in every now mm. and then. So, nice. Yeah, I've just been doing like one run a day. That's been my rule. This week <laughs> I did a couple, oh, one double. And yeah, I've just been doing one run. And then on Fridays, I'm like, oh, if I want to have a day off, it's fine. I'll have a complete rest day. And then, <laughs> wow. I know. Gee, that's huge. impressive. A whole day yeah. off. Changed, changed my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are we talking to? Think about it. Is this so far? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Jimmy, um... I thought... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I don't want to cut you off. What were you going to say? I was going to, yeah, I thought I could just run every single day for like, it was something like t- over 20K a day on the road. And on the rare mm. occasion, I would do a trail run. And I think it's because my mum gave me these like massive Japanese calf muscles, like very, very high, oh no, very low insertion soleus muscles. So it's right. like no tendon. Like you look at like an East African, and it's all tendon, tiny mm. gastroc. And mm-hmm. you look at the Japanese, it's just like, these real low insertion, oh. like strong soleus muscles. So oh. that's my theory. Thanks, Pam. Yeah, right. Back in Wanganui, New Zealand. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think... Look into the research on that, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't wow. know. Maybe that's, I just think I could like load my my lower leg a bit more and my like real, I wouldn't say bad running style, but dangerous running style maybe because I <laughs> supinate quite badly like my weave hand on my shoes is just literally like a centimeter down the lateral side where my mm. toes are mm. and then the rest yeah. of the shoes brand new so well, it's interesting. it makes sense brand new shoes <laughs> yeah. but that whole thing with the soleus like there's all that research about like the bigger cross-sectional area on visolius like the more i guess you're more efficient running you are basically kind of what it came down to so I guess injury prevention and all that sort of stuff if you've got a big solid like soleus then you're gonna be a good runner so I reckon you're onto something because initially so, I thought oh, I'm not built like yeah East African <laughs> I can't be good I just need to be being sub elite one day <laughs> but yeah it was it was fun because I I kind of was silly I was just like oh, I wonder how much I can like push the boundaries mm. throughout the pandemic just if I get to race, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, then well, I, I think you found the you limit. Yeah, I found the limit. You got to, I think the sleep was a big thing. I was not sleeping mm. enough. I yeah, sleep is massive. Yeah, you need it for your recovery. I mean, I guess though, it's always a fine line when you're um, trying to be your very, very best. And at the level that you are, it's like such a balance between like pushing yourself, but not quite to break down. So, yeah. And like, how do you find that balance? And if you don't quite like challenge it, then how do you know if you've given it everything? But that's quite a dangerous mentality to have. Yeah, um, for sure. It's better. What I've found now is better to be able to toe the line mm, underdone than mm. overdone and broken or not. Be able to, and a few of my friends, like we were all trying to debut our first marathon this year. I think the pandemic might have like, prodded us to do that a bit more because mm. like racing was so um so rare for a, mm-hmm. a period there so we're like oh mm. why don't we just like just get after the marathon but yeah I had a few friends that had stress fractures um oh. so they still do which is really hard because like running is like really important to them and like it, it's it's crazy when you do 
when you think about our mileage can be like nine to, I don't know, 14 hours of running in a week. It's, it's actually a lot of your day. And mm. yeah, if you can't do it, it's, it's huge. You're like, I've got all this free time. And if you don't listen to music and run, it's like all this time that you sort out your life problems and have mm. like a chin wag with yourself. So yeah, kind of seriously. <laughs> and oh. that's since I got injured, I actually stopped listening to music because I was a huge fan of listening to like house music or EDM music. And just on my second run of the day, I'd be running like four minute K's, just <laughs> listening to absolute bangers. And then I just uh-huh. learned you can't do that. So now I just don't listen to music. That's my role. Just uh-huh. okay. my body. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. It's very tactful. Me down a little bit. Yeah. It does, yeah, it does change how you run. Um can we talk a little bit about having that time off? Um, because, yeah, that's really hard. As you just you just said, it's a lot of your time and yeah. all of a sudden having it gone. What did you do? Well, it was <laughs> the sad bit for a bone stress injury, but it was only eight days. And yeah. then I went in and started doing some, like, strength and conditioning mm. stuff. And, you know, they were like, yeah, you can slowly sit. Like, there's no reason with the extent. It was very a very minor bone stress. So with the extent of it, you can start jogging. And I was like, can I race a half marathon in two weeks in Launceston? Like, every distance around it, it's like, can I run through the stress fracture? <laughs> Can I eat more Greek yogurt and I'll be fine. <laughs> but, yeah, they were like, yeah. If you, uh, if you take it easy, if you build up and like, cause it was very awkward timing. Cause I mapped it out. Like there were a lot of guys in Launceston that were planning on doing um, either. If you raced in Launceston, the half, uh, sorry, the 10 K you're going to race the half and Goldie. And then if you're racing the half and Lonnie, a bunch of people mm. doing the and then Goldie. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so that, it was awkward timing because you had to kind of, right before I got injured, would have been like, I would have done a couple more bigger weeks and then chill out for a week leading into lawn season and then maybe build for another week and then chill out for Goldie, kind of, because it was like three weeks out from Goldie. Mm-hmm. So I just had this like extended six-week taper. <laughs> but it was wow. insane because... I don't think I, because I was so cooked from, I guess, overtraining for months and months and months. When I had all this time off with this injury, or like two weeks effectively of jogging and not really training at all in any form, when I rocked up in Lonnie with no pressure, I was just like, oh, I can just run this even pace the whole way and run. I just ran this massive PV. It was awesome. I was kind yeah. of, I was stoked. I was relieved because I was like, I, finished the race without injuring like fracturing my pubic bone which I was stoked about. <laughs> thank <Hold on>. goodness <laughs> took yeah. that off first. <laughs> and then yeah I was kind of lost it was odd the eight days off because I was still going to work every day um I work pretty much Tuesday to Saturday in the running shoe store and full time so it's a lot of time being around the sport and talking to people about their goals and a lot of people coming in saying I'm doing my first race in the Gold Coast and I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. And being like oh, stoked for them, but also the like salt in the wound if I don't get to race. Yeah. Yeah, that is yeah, the, that's the good and bad thing about working in a shoe, shoe shop, I guess. Like yeah. it's so fun and like so good to hear what everyone else is doing. But if you're in a position where you can't do that or you're not running as well as you were or something's gone yeah. wrong, it's kind of like they're just rubbing it's it in. You're like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Like one of the so boys good. I work with, he he was injured for he had a sacral stress fracture and then like was so smart on his rebuild 
and he got a hip injury and oh. it was just like a year of being injured and watching especially this is my friend Liam and he's also from New Zealand and then watching me run like some big TVs it mm. was I think it was motivating but also kind of like kind of hard I, well I would assume it'd be kind of hard watching people you're like used to beating or mm. running TVs yeah. and you're just like watching it from the sidelines but yeah. it's all part of the sport and like That's unfortunately it. Or, no, fortunately, a lot of us don't do it just for the competition. It's it's about, like, getting out, getting the endorphins each day. And, mm. and yeah, because so going forward, what are you doing differently to not let this happen again? Obviously, you've got a little bit of a strength program plan in action at the moment, which is really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, so and I are all for that. But yeah. in terms of just, like, finding the balance of not overtraining and knowing when to pull back, being underdone rather than overcooked how how are you going to monitor that I think like this is this is kind of funny because when I was at university I was I was into the sport but I was kind of just jogging didn't have a coach I ran for like a, a Harry club that was in our, our city and just went to like the odd cross-country race and whatnot and didn't I wasn't very good at all I was like just a, like if we had teams I'd be like one of the the slower ones in the team and I thought in my head, I was like, ah, oh, I'm such a serious runner. Like I trained so hard and I was like real silly with like trying not to eat much, like trying to be lean and look like a runner. Mm. And then I moved to Australia and like actually started training. I, I joined run crew and I was just like, far out. I am not a runner. These guys train <laughs> so much harder and they eat so much. That's what shocked me. And yeah, I think for me, I was like stuck in, stuck in the stupid rut of like trying to look like a runner and not not eating as much as I I could and actually recently when I was in Launceston it's that um the at the half marathon we got invited to a bunch of us that aren't elite runners got invited to the elite dinner because a bunch of the Melbourne guys couldn't come because they were in lockdown so, <laughs> so you're the backup to the plan B yeah, we're the <laughs> just to fill in the space it was so good and it was funny because there was this young young boy that had won a Brooks running competition so he got like some running shoes and all this kit his name on the bib and then entry into the elite dinner oh. and he's like sitting at the table next to me and I'm like talking to him <laughs> pointing out like who Ben St. Lawrence is, and <laughs> Michael Roger, and like all the oh. big dogs. And he thought I was like one of these elite runners. I'm like, I, I didn't, I didn't. Did you give um, me the, your autograph? So I was, <laughs> nah, I, I'll just let him think that I'm a big dog now to this day. <laughs> he might get a photo of you on his wall or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was quite cool because at the, at that dinner, I was I was saying to him, I was like, mate, you just need to eat. Like, look how much all these guys are eating. Like, you need to eat heaps. To be a good runner one day, you need to eat heaps and do your street work. And lots work. of yogurt. <laughs> and lots of Greek yogurt. Because I was sitting there with, like, Michael Roger, like, world record holder, mm. and another runner, Hugh Williams, like, all these big dogs. And they're just eating, like, plates and plates of pasta. And I'm sitting there like, oh, my gosh, I usually eat, like, half of that, like, the <laughs> night before a workout or a race. And then that night I was thinking, nah, stuff it. If they're doing it, I'm going to, like, just just try and eat an extra plate of pasta. And I did it. And then in the morning I tried um, the Morton, you know, um, mm. or, the, or the Morton drink sachets. Yeah. I tried yeah. that for the first time because I was thinking, oh, I'm, 
I'm currently like a little bit injured and it's like a test race for the Goldie. I was trying all these new things on race day and I mixed it up, had that in the morning and then during the race I had like a Morton gel and I finished the race and I was thinking, oh, I, I've wasted like the last, I don't know, 10 years of all my races and running not feeling enough because I finished uh-huh. the race kind of like not full but I had energy for 21.1k yeah. I was thinking sure I actually had like enough gas to sprint my like 3k pace for the last couple hundred meters and I was thinking wow. this is such it's a good realization because I'm still reasonably young in terms of long distance running mm-hmm. but it's kind of sad that I've like not eaten enough leading up to now yeah, yeah, it's so interesting. It's, it's such one, a simple thing to, like, yeah. if it helps. I think, like, you do, I don't know, 10 hours, say, a week of running, and mm. you're just sabotaging running faster, which mm. is, like, a nice it's, – it's kind of a reason we do it, is to run the PBs and get mm. the set of mm. Yeah. You literally can just eat a little bit more and, like, do your one percenters, like, sleep a bit more or do your strength and conditioning, and then you run faster times and you're more satisfied. Mm. Who would have thought? There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Always it's comes just... back to basics, hey? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'll continue with the um, the strength work. I'm, like, I love getting out for the runs, so it's actually really hard. Like, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a lazy person. I would say I'm very dedicated <laughs> to the things I enjoy doing, like going for the runs, but the strength and conditioning, which I, a lot of runners, I would say, aren't mm. super excited to do but they know mm. the importance of it mm. i think i'll have to just like really push hard to mm. make sure i'm not skipping like i've been very bad for the past couple of weeks i haven't done any strength <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say that but I'm going to be open. it's okay um, <laughs> we haven't heard any details of the strength conditioning so yeah like, this is very <laughs> at the moment it's all just myth <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just trust oh. me on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. Right. I want to see some photographic evidence or some Strava evidence, please. <laughs> some, yeah, well, controversial Strava. Do you actually put strength true. sessions on Strava? Surely not. It is controversial. But sometimes I'm like, I put a be walk, cool. Like, I put a walk the other day and I got shredded into pieces. Uh. So I'm just... <laughs> I get it, guys. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again. Don't do it. Yeah. Do you get on the bike at all or swim or anything? Nah, so I actually, when I got injured, I was planning on going to, so I live in a place called Greenwich now, which is really close to um, Gore Hill Oval, which is like a little running hub. But I think since I've lived in Greenwich, which since maybe from February, I've run around the Oval one morning. <laughs> it's oh. such a waste of this AFL Oval that everyone does workouts at. But tomorrow I'm going to go and do a workout there just to get on the soft stuff. No. But um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, what was the question? Um. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, do you bike or swim? Oh, do I bike? Yeah, so I was thinking um, I'm, I'm going to just come up the road. So near Greenwich is a like a community pool. So I was going to get a membership there and just start swimming. Oh, nice. Um, oh, goodness. But since the pandemic's kicked off, oh, it like mm. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really been able to go and do that. But I'd like mm. to get into something because I remember the last time I went to the pool was in my – second year of university which oh that's a few years ago now and i just from like one length my first length of the pool i just stop at the end and i was like, <sighs> like <laughs> breathing but i can run for like three hours but mm. not swim one length of the pool it's so different though isn't it like you've yeah, got to get the timing crazy. right and like when you run you can breathe whenever you want but when you swim like your head's in the water yeah. for half of it so you yeah know, there's more to it than yeah, what you, you gotta think. wear like this 
thing over your hair. Yeah, goggles, yeah. speedos. Cover a cap. It's just crazy. Cover a cap, yeah. Yeah, do you put like a swimming cap on? Keep your hair yeah. away. For the listeners that can't see, um, Hopper has got a lot of hair. So put that up a in a man bun or something, tuck it away. Heck yeah. <laughs> Actually wearing a hat just for the hat here. <laughs> yeah, race oh, for the man gosh. bun, just to okay, aerodynamics. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I'm going to try and just be, I'll slowly increase my mileage over the next few weeks. Yeah. And then mm. hopefully I'll just treat. I'll treat um, Sunshine Coast as like a race that I'll be able to – mm. I've entered the full marathon, so hopefully I can yeah. do that. I know there'll be a few Sydney people entering. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so that's like, the plan, Sunshine Coast. Sunshine Coast. Yeah, so I think that's 15th of August maybe. I yeah. <laughs> I might Not see Melbourne. you soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You guys will probably be able to race and – Sydney people probably not. Oh. <laughs> no, no, we don't know yet. It's still a while. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. What's the goal know. with the marathon? Like, obviously, it's um, been a different lead up for you than you probably would have liked. But have yeah. you got a time that you're thinking of? Yeah, I think I'd be pretty happy to run around two twenty five. But well, yeah, I don't know. Anywhere from like, I don't think I could run two twenty, not in my first one. But <laughs> I don't know. I maybe in between. 222 and like 227. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I have no awesome. idea though. Sounds quick. Yeah. <laughs> but in my lifetime, I'd love to run under 220. I reckon that'd be awesome. Okay. And if I can run 40 seconds faster over 10K, I'll be stoked. Just to have 29 next time. Oh, oh, yeah. You've got to get sub 30, surely. You're close yeah. enough now. It's funny because when I was at school and even at uni, I was thinking, I'll never ever be like a sub 30 runner. And mm then you just keep doing it and like having fun and like training with your friends. And then a couple of years later, you're like not that far off it. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. Maybe I'll break 30 minutes. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know if, if sunny coast can't go ahead, I'll just go to Melbourne if I can. Mm. Okay. um, Probably. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do the full, if I can't do Sunshine coast, maybe I'll just chill and like, I kind of am thinking I should just relax on the intensity and just let my hip heal completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather do this sport for years and be able to run some PBs mm-hmm. for the next few years rather than, yeah. I, I don't know, I didn't really know much about the pubic bone, but it just sounds <laughs> like a site that you don't want to mess with. And uh, yeah, no and, way. Yeah. I can't imagine not being able to sit down. That would be not nice. <laughs> well, you just have to yeah. keep running then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get into ultras. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More time on your feet. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to eat heaps like while you're running. Mm. I was getting excited when people would come in saying like, yeah, I'm eating like cooked potatoes. And yeah. Like, oh, I wish I could Buffet. do that in a half marathon. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't got time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're going too quick. <laughs> squeezing gels just quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and the gels so, are not nice. Yeah. It's so true, isn't it? Like for the ultra stuff, it's just completely different. Like mm. people stop and like chat and like eat and then they keep going and they can still, well, I mean, not the top of the top, obviously, but even like some pretty quick runners, it's, it's very different. It's so different. But um, yeah, anyway. I remember my first experience of trail running. So in between studying, so I, I studied a Bachelor of Physical Education, which is kind of, I think in Australia, maybe like sports science or like exercise science. Mm. I don't really know what, what it would correlate to, but I, I did that in Dunedin, which has a pretty nice um, like sports program there. And 
in the year after I finished my degree, I went over to Queenstown and I was just working as a hiking guide on one of the, or two of the, I think there's seven, this is bad, I can't remember, either seven or nine great walks. There might've been a couple added since I was working there, but <laughs> across New Zealand, there's all these like really famous hikes. And um, I was working on the root burn and the Milford tracks. And I did that for six months, so it was seasonal. And then I just traveled mm. a little bit, like into Japan and Canada. Oh, in between. Cool. What a then... dream life. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Why'd you I leave was... that behind? <laughs> so it's so funny, but when I was at uni, I was like jogging a bit, like enjoying the sport just to keep fit. And I was used to running like most days of the week. And then I went to the hiking job. And because we all lived in like these little flats, and or like share houses in Queenstown there'd be like 16 people that lived there and every single day for six months there's a trip going on the Rootburn and the Milford so every night in that flat in Queenstown we'll have like either one person up to like I don't know eight people just on the roster waiting mm. to go out onto the the hike so you could do back-to-back trips as well so sometimes if I did a back-to-back say Milford and Rootburn trip you would you'd be out for like eight or nine days. So I wouldn't oh, go wow. for a run because it was uh-huh. a, like a premium hiking job. So you would stay in these lodges, these like five-star accommodation lodges <laughs> wow. along the, these two really nice hikes. Um, so I got really unfit and you're just like walking along with these people on their holiday, making sure they get across the track safely. And then mm-hmm. in the lodges, you're like, like fine dining, like waiting mm-hmm. and serving alcohol so it was it was wow. really fun it was, it was one of the best jobs i've ever had but That's i just cool. really missed running for some mm. reason back in my mind i'm like oh one day you can be like a really good runner or you can just do it a bit more than you're doing yeah. so that's when i eventually came over here what about running tours running tours yeah actually oh so this is where sorry, actually don't steal this idea but yeah. so <laughs> no go for it lucky you said that because i was about to forget what my um <laughs> How I got to this part of the story. Mm. So, in my second season, no, first season, sorry, I had a weekend off, and this um, outdoor store in Queenstown had like a running race registration. So, you could mm. go in, and it was kind of like, mm, like Paddy Palance. That would be the equivalent. Do you know like what? Paddy Palance. It's like an outdoor shop. So, they sell like hiking stuff. Like Kathmandu? Oh. Yeah, kind of like a premium Kathmandu. Maybe it's just, I think there's one in Tasmania and one in Sydney. That's why I just oh, okay. what it was. Oh, right. but, yeah, it's just like a nice Kathmandu. No, yeah. okay. so got it. <laughs> I went into the equivalent in Queenstown and I had my day off the next day after I'd come off track. So I went and entered this half marathon. It's called the Shot Over Moonlit um, Half Marathon. It's mm. literally, I don't know if you've been to Queenstown, there's Ben Lomond, which is where the gondola goes up. Mm-hmm. And you can like keep hiking to the peak and just Behind is Ben Lomond uh, Station. Like, I don't know. There's no cat. I don't know if there's any cat on it. Anyway, <laughs> you start start the race, and it, there's like a marathon um, course which goes over all the ridges, and it is absolutely insane. The scenery in Queenstown at that time of the year, I think it was in November, uh, unreal. Mm. Oh. And I just entered the half because I was thinking, I. I'm not very fit at the moment. <laughs> like I was, I was strong from hiking all the time, mm. and the rope in track, like yeah, like you're doing that all the time. So your quads were like nice and conditioned. So <laughs> I entered this path, and it's through. I think there was like 32 creek crossings, 
and it's just down in the the valley like in the the gully so you don't actually go along the peaks which i was stoked with (laughs) but there was a bunch of australian solomon runners that came over like lucy bartholomew and maya barkhausen and a couple other people Mm -hmm. i just like ran i knew my boss was running it as well so the two of us came like second and third and maya smoked us Mm. by like six minutes or something (laughs) So I came second in the wow. race and I was like, this is sick. And I was talking to Maya afterwards and I was like, oh, man, I saw him like, like, I was so inspired seeing like they were sponsored by Solomon. Mm. I'd never really met any sponsored athletes before. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I should just ask him like, how do you get good at running? Yeah. Like, I want him to share because I've always loved to share. So I asked him, I was like, oh, can I like somehow, like, how do I do it? How do I come to share? And he knew I was working for the hiking company. And he said, oh, my friends in Tasmania have a hiking, running, or like a running tour company no on way. the Overland track. And uh-huh. it was out of the running store there. And like I was so slack. He gave me their contacts to get in touch. And mm. like, I was probably like a typical uni student at the time and just left it and didn't bother sending <laughs> yeah. the email. And then yeah. a few weeks later, I was like, ah, oh, it's probably time to send an email. <laughs> send an email and they're like, oh yeah sorry we've just given someone a job like last week (laughs) Sam what are you doing (laughs) I booked a flight for the second season for the um the end of that into Melbourne because I had a few friends in Melbourne and I just followed like Melbourne track club and all the (laughs) different cross-country teams Mm. like it just Mm -hmm. looked like it was such a big um running scene in Melbourne so I was going to just sleep on the couch at my friend's house and try and find a job. And then I just booked a one-way flight. And then <laughs> I had, in between my two hiking seasons, done a program with the Run Crew um, group out of the online training program they do. Okay. Um, out of Sydney. And I did that for a bit and I was talking to Ben St. Lawrence and he said, oh, our, all right, when I went to move um, to Melbourne, he messaged me and I was like, oh, this is odd. I haven't talked to these guys for like six months. Mm. And then he's like, oh, our flatmate um, has just moved out. I know you were saying like a few months ago um, you wanted to move to Australia. And he's like, if you want, there's like a room in Sydney. And I was wow. like, this is sick. Like dual Olympian. Yeah. Me a room. This is so good. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, flew to Melbourne, spent a week there hanging out with my friends. And, and then I flew to Sydney moved in with Benny and a couple of his flatmates and then wow. he introduced me to the guys at Pace Athletic and then pretty much been there ever since. So, wow, okay. Oh, it's like amazing. Oh, I'm glad we got, we got to hear all that. No, that's <laughs> cool. That's so yeah, good. So wow. This one trail race in Queenstown and then now I'm over here. Here we but are. Another, yeah, the first time I um, did trail running was that half and then mm-hmm. there's this race every year over the Rootburn track and I was thinking, oh, I reckon I can do it. It's called the Rootburn Classic, and it's 32K. And this is when I discovered you need to eat while you're running. I've never had a deal uh, in my life. Mm. And we we'd booked up the gondola the day before this race. Just a couple of my friends were visiting Queenstown, so we, like, took them up the gondola for some photos and whatnot. And they have a little jelly bean store up there, and they do mm. these, like, it's kind of like – and Harry Potter, the flavor jelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I got like three packets of five jelly beans. So I had 15 jelly beans. And from that, 
um, that half marathon, I'd come second in it. I'd won like a Solomon vest and I was like, mm. sick. I was he putting your jelly beans in there? <laughs> I put my jelly beans in there and I had some water and I'm running this race. It's like 1,500 meters real, elevation. Real and I trail knew, like, runner. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like such a phony. I was like, oh, I've done this track like 60 times and it was mm. 1,500 meters vert. I knew every rock and I just ran it like a road race. I did not know that mm. you get to like, like um change your pace for the elevation and like, <laughs> how much energy you're using like hopping over rocks and I finished my 15 jelly beans and I got to like the last I think it's the last 7k and it's all flat like you come down off the saddle and it's all flat and I was in like 10th place and then I was I walked the last 6k and I came 13th and I was in bed for like two days just absolutely shot to peace oh, and it was no. our end of season staff party and I just couldn't, I had to like say hi to you, run and then go home and sleep because I was so shot to pieces from not eating on this run. 15 <laughs> jelly beans, not enough. Yeah. Not, not enough. enough. And Good no Greek yogurt. I know. That, that's before the Greek yogurt days. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so much has changed. Yeah. What a journey. Oh. <laughs> and it was the last trail race I did. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> one day I'll go back after I've after I've got some like road times. I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be fine. I'll I'll go and do the exciting stuff where I can stop and take photos and enjoy yeah. it a bit more. Good plan. Oh, I do my my odd um, run out in the Blue Mountains. So like every now and then I'll mm. go and do Narrow Neck Ridge and out by Katoomba or Mount Hay mm. Road. Such a beautiful out. area. A lot of them are like. Okay, they're not they're not proper trail running. It's often just like a gravel road. There's trees around, so it counts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we chat shoes? Yeah, of course, for sure. All right. We've already gone nearly an hour, so we won't hold you up for too long. But if we can just kind of yeah, sorry, we've got I a go few off, sort of questions that we think <laughs> listeners would be keen to hear. Um firstly I know it's hard to choose just one, but have you got a current favorite shoe? Yes, I definitely do. Mm-hmm. So I'm a huge fan. This is my favorite shoe ever. So all <laughs> oh, 26 years. So it's a Saucony Endorphin Speed. Okay. So I, just last week I got a, um, a pair of the second version, which oh. the rotation of brand doesn't change much in a shoe when they've um. nailed it the first time around, and they have done that this time. Oh, good. Oh, so they literally just changed the upper, but – it's Perfect. it's like a, a shoe in this new new category of shoes. So it's your it's like your versatile, lightweight, fast daily trainer. To chuck a few more words in there. <laughs> Sounds good. So it's it's a plated shoe, but not okay. carbon plated. So it's a nylon Ooh. plate. So think of like your carbon plates as having like a pretty small sweet spot. And when you hit it, it's like a trampoline. It feels like a mm. trampoline. Mm. But then the endorphin speed, I feel like the entire extent of the shoe is the sweet spot. Oh, so you like, okay. You can feel a striker or you can mm. land down your fifth meter tassel like me. Or you can yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the supernatus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's my favorite shoe because I oh, use nice. it for, like, on my long runs, I, I just love being out there for ages. And <laughs> they just, they're a fast shoe, so they're quite fun and really bouncy. And they look after mm. your legs, like all the super foams that are out and about at the moment. Mm. They're very nice on the legs. Um, mm. And the plate, that nylon plate's not super aggressive. So yeah, mm. a lot of the plates we're seeing are 
changing the site of injuries, I think. Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked into the research. I can't really <laughs> like definitely say that like carbon plates resulting in certain yeah, yeah. injuries and whatnot. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see what comes that. out because it's all still <laughs> yeah. pretty new, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it'll be like we might see long-term effects or mm. it's not just in the immediate term, but we are like, I feel like I'd never heard of a sacral stress fracture until all these carbon plates had come out. Yeah, and, it does seem to be sort of moving further up the chain. Yeah, because yeah, we used to hear about your shin splints every five mm. minutes from your, like your old school racing shoes used to be really low profile, mm-hmm. firm, lightweight, like not much shoe because foams, like EVA foams, yep, PPU heavy. foams that have come out since, they are like a bit heavier, so mm. yeah, less, less weight to carry. Yeah, and, well, it makes sense that, those sort of lower limb injuries were a bit more common then because obviously like yeah. I guess more impact but like the impact's got to go somewhere hey so I guess it yeah. I don't know the science exactly but I guess it travels up somehow um yeah a lot bypasses of the shins like and bend and mm. a lot more shoe with a lot more bounce I don't know yeah it's mm. just making the sight a bit yeah bit higher. yeah can we so, chat yeah. oh, sorry a little bit about um like I guess plates and carbon plates nylon plates all that sort of stuff for the listeners if they're just in kind of an everyday trainer when would you say would be sort of an appropriate time to get into a carbon plate shoe is it just based on um if you're wanting to get a little bit faster or like when would you say it's kind of a good time to transition it's it's such a hot topic, especially working in shoes store that sells mm. a lot of the super shoes so mm-hmm. yeah it started as like a super shoe because some people are like, what's a super shoe? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's all it these really <laughs> funky spaceship-looking shoes that are coming out from each brand. Um, so Nike kind of kicked it off. And what we've seen is traditionally we had like EVA foams. And then that was like most shoes had EVA foam. And then mm. Adidas sort of brought out one of the most famous TPU-based foams. So that was your Boost, which is quite heavy still. And then mm. all of a sudden we started seeing these Piba-based foams, which are extremely light and really bouncy. So you kind of hit the trifecta. If you can get a really light material that's really bouncy, you can add heaps of it to a shoe without Mm. adding weight. So you Mm. get more of the bouncy stuff. But unfortunately, like a lot of these foams, you can even see with the Nike ones, the foams crease, like these superficial creasing straight out of the machine. Yeah. Um, so they don't, yeah, they generally don't have a long life, but mm-hmm. I've found with some of the models, like the Sockney ones, the, their particular foam called Power Run PB, I've got like a thousand Ks plus out of oh, wow. a pair of them. Um, but yeah, I would say I've had a lot of people recently just coming in asking for them, um, because they've seen like that that African guy breaking two hours for the marathon. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not your shoe. They're safer, yeah. more enjoyable shoes out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd I'd say if you just stick to your, I don't want to say boring, because <laughs> like your daily trainers, like I use I use shoes like the New Balance 880, which mm-hmm. is not fun compared to <laughs> some of the shoes out there. It's a very basic design shoe like mm-hmm. high offset kind of firm it's not like not bouncy but that is that's what I do like my slower easy days in and mm-hmm. then 
for my long runs or my workouts that I want to run a bit faster. I'll wear my endorphin speeds. And then for races, that's when I reckon you should chuck the carbon plates on. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I feel like for some people it gets kind of addictive. And this might even relate back to things like social media, like Strava. If yes. You, like I've been lucky enough to, I, I used to train in a, a big group. Um, I used to train with Runku and now I pretty much just run alone just because it works better with my work schedule. I can just do my solo training solo before work and after work without having to meet up for sessions and whatnot. So I kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, I'm so tired from doing this marathon training. I'm standing in retail for like 40 hours a week. So my sessions aren't going to be flashed. So I just accepted that reasonably early. So <laughs> I just decided to never fall in the trap of wearing my next for sense every workout because I wanted to look good on Strava and stuff. I think that's the only mm. bad thing about Strava is mm. I, I might have got addicted with the graph, like, Oh, yeah, yeah. 191k weeks and then now i'm embarrassed because it's down to 30k so but, yeah but Is you need real? to i think yeah i think a lot of people get caught up in um having the session of their life every week every tuesday every saturday or whatever rotation they do mm. like if you do k reps say i don't know for someone my level or or way faster like you'd want to be running around three minutes per k rep Mm-hmm. You might have 60 seconds rest but if you're wearing next percent you can run like 254 average <laughs> per k rep yeah so it looks look, better and look way, way better. <laughs> but it's almost beneficial i think if you can if you can just wear your not so fast shoes in training like i did some mile reps with two of my good mates from work zach and, and woolly and they were both wearing next percents and i just wore these really old school hand-me-down nike streak lts yeah some oh, old wow. school flats and i was just doing them <laughs> and doing the reps in those and i was lucky enough to be like running the same pace as them in those shoes mm. so i've been a bit bit less injured than a couple like being woolly <laughs> so um yeah i was just i was just thinking oh, i don't mind if i don't run as fast as say these guys um and then on race day then you put the super shoes on you've got more of an advantage rather than getting used to them yeah, yeah. Makes sense. yeah treat treat it as a treat because they are very expensive shoes and mm. i feel like if there is a correlation to those injuries that we're seeing that might be a bit more debilitating than mm. being in a moon boot for a few weeks with mm. a, a like real bad case of shin splints or a fracture down like different sites are more dangerous so I'd, mm. I'd say just just enjoy the sport rather than trying to look good on social media yeah maybe yeah. some advice the but, common yeah, theme just, yeah 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 <laughs> It, it is hard though because like those apps are so addictive like even just going on instagram not as an athlete it's like addictive to just check what's what's on yeah. there to scroll through yeah definitely even just use apps <laughs> at the moment i'm just like ABC oh news, no just refreshing your, <laughs> no. our restrictions for the day 11 a.m you're like oh uh, gosh yeah. yeah when you when you're choosing your shoes you've got to think about what you like i guess in the shoe not not just base it off what other people are wearing. Mm. Yeah, I've got such a different preference in, in the shoes. Like for me, for example, I can't really wear brands I like. Like I really like the brand on. Like I love their apparel. I've got a couple of their trail shoes just to wear casually. <laughs> but some of their shoes just don't have enough like lateral forefoot cushion. Dangerous for my certain wear pattern. Mm-hmm. But then for yeah. other people, they're like, 
best show I've ever worn, never going to a, a hocker or a New Balance <laughs> after wearing on. Yeah. So it's personal preference. That's yeah. it. So many people ask, like, what's the best shoe? What should I buy? But it, it's just, you, that's not a question that anyone can answer until you actually go in and try someone um, and yeah. figure it out and yourself. Like, fit and, like, initial um, comfort of the shoe when you're trying mm. them on. It's so good when you see someone, they're like, oh, this is so comfortable. Like I saw <laughs> someone two days ago and put them in the new Brooks Glister in 19 and they were just like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> and they came in with their like Pig 33s and I was thinking, I'm not going to tell you that the Pig 38's out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need oh. to know that detail. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Probably could have put them in a worse shoe and they would have been like, this is amazing. Yeah. But that's oh. it. So many people just wear their shoes like into the ground and just don't realize that they are long overdue. How would you, how do you know when a shoe needs replacing? Well, it's funny because a lot of people think like the outer, like traditionally the outer was presumed to be the greatest indicator. Because when you're running, the outer is your durability and your grip mm. of the shoe. So if there's and you a lot can of see it. Yeah, 100%. Like if I hold my shoe up, it tells like a lot about where I strike and where the mm. load is going. So that you would you'd think, oh, this shoe's dead because I've gone fully through the outer. A whole bunch of shoes like the Hocker Mac um, or the Kimbara from Saucony. And majority of the bottom of the shoe is exposed foam. So mm. yeah. essentially there's no outer. The outer is like a a lot of those foams are like rubberized um, or a bit more hard wearing. So mm-hmm. you can scuff them. One of my favorite shoes of all time was the Nike Epic React. So they just have a tiny bit of rubber at the toe and then mm. a tiny bit at the heel. And then 80% of it is all exposed React foam. And you'd go for like a 500 meter jog and it scuffs, <laughs> scuffs the foam. And then after like eight, 900 kegs, that foam is so durable. It would just look the exact same. But well. yeah, majorly, like if you, like if you look at a midsole, cause that's what you pay for when you buy shoes. That's where you're like, your stability gel, your, your plates, your, your type of foam is that's like the expensive aspect or the corrective nature of the shoe will be mm-hmm. housed. So that's when that is giving up um, the dust, then yeah, you're pretty much due for a new shoe. And it's all subjective. Like if you're wearing a shoe to the supermarket and you can walk the dog, then you go for a 5k run, then you're walking around doing gardening. That shoe's probably had like, I don't know, 15k worth of use rather than just counting the 5k. That you're mm, of course. So if true. you can reserve your shoes if you can afford to reserve your shoes just as running shoes then that's going to be the best thing and if you can Mm. further buy a couple of shoes and rotate them if you're running like three days a week and you want to wear one shoe like on the monday another shoe on the wednesday and your other shoe well back to the first shoe on the friday then Mm -hmm. it gives it foam like it sounds weird but treat it like a living thing it gives the foam time to bounce back and It'll keep its shock absorbing capacity a little longer well there you go so is there something that you can do just by like looking at the foam and holding a shoe to like test it? Cause you know, you often hear people talk about like a twist test or like, can you fold your shoe in half to determine if it's like, yeah, how it's I, I like, like grab someone's shoe and up the forefoot, like press it with my thumbs and you can kind of gauge if it's shot to pieces or not. Mm-hmm. The okay. Torsion, yeah. The torsion test, I don't really use, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I just sort of avoid basing it off the, Mm-hmm. the outer 
Yeah. Yes. And of a lot of you will see a lot of compression in foams. So Beck's kind of different to the superficial creasing that I was talking about on some of the super foams like Nike Zoom X. Mm. That's like straight away like a little bit creased. But mm-hmm. you'll see. So if you if you <laughs> I was about to do this. We need some visuals. For everyone listening, it looks like Hopper's holding a hamburger for reference. Yeah. So if your midsole looks like that initially, like a like a nice oval, and then you come in after a thousand Ks and one side is really deformed or compressed, then I'd say you're probably due for a new shoe. Mm. And yeah, it's, okay. it's good to also try, say you're like a huge, I don't know, Mizuno Wave Inspire fan. You come in and you've worn one shoe for two years and then you try the new one on. You pretty much tell the shoe salesman, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And that's like a wow moment that yeah. you realize, oh, my shoe should probably actually feel like this and I've mm. just got used to it. And people yes. think like, because their shoe has conform to their foot shape it's really comfortable and it feels like you're at home when you slip them on but mm. yeah the shoe's probably doing more damage mm. like your leg is doing a lot more of the shock absorbing than the shoe at that yeah point. yeah but it's so fun it's so oh i'm jealous for all the people starting out running now they're coming into like <laughs> this sport that has the most unreal tech it's ever had like it's i remember amazing how much it's all changed you do like a track session like 10 years ago in a pair of track spikes or mm. racing flats and your your calf muscles are just shot to pieces <laughs> for like three days and it's just painful like at the time I'd be like going to a lecture or going to class at school and I'm just hobbling around in pain you're like getting cramped in class because your legs are so <laughs> up. and now you're like you wear these super foams and you go and do like an unreal session and then the next day you can get rolling on your hour run and like 12 hours later, you're just like, this is mm. just, this is unreal. Ready to yeah. go again. That's awesome. Yeah. You're going to have to come back on. I feel like yeah. I'm going to have to get you on like just Post about weekly. To, or just Post to talk about. Post-marathon in 2037. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> What'd you say? Post-marathon in 2037. Oh, no. No, post-Sunshine Coast. Yeah, yeah. post-Sunshine Coast. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, we could talk heaps. Yeah, I probably could have talked a bit more about shoes. I mean, talk about them quite a bit, but no, that's yeah. right. At least everyone got to know you and then we can get, get you back waiting. on for part two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Like no, it's so funny getting on. asked to be on podcasts. I've been on one other podcast. I was on the the Aussie running guy in Canberra. And okay. I was I, I was like, Are you sure? Like I'm not a very good runner. <laughs> He's like, Ah, oh, it'd be good to hear from you. It's, I listened yeah. to it. It was great. It was so good. It was a while uh, ago now. Yeah, that was, I don't know when that was before. Oh, it was about my lead up to the Gold Coast. So much has happened. <laughs> oh, so oh, no. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm kind of relieved about the Goldie. I just feel yeah, sorry for everyone be. else. Mm. Yeah, I was probably the least un- unlucky runner because I was <laughs> in a state of injury. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel bad for the organizers as well. Like, it's not oh, a nice yeah, scenario. Oh, yeah, what a nightmare. It's terrible, yeah. Such yeah. a shame. Especially, like, to leave it so, like, it was oh, such a last-minute yeah. thing. It wasn't like they had heaps of time to prepare for it. No. Yeah. And we like, all were, like, all holding our breath because the state of origin had just been on. So it was like, oh, surely it's oh, going to be fine. Yeah, but footy like, gets preference over everything. <laughs> footy terrible. comes first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. okay. Sunshine Coast, it's going to happen. Got to manifest it. <laughs> that's it yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, good. All right. Well, good luck with it. Until then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Greek yogurt and strength training. And strength training. Yes. We'll be reporting back in to make sure that you've been okay, doing tomorrow, it. Um, yeah. I'll make sure I upload on Strava. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that is controversial. You're right. So, But I do want mm. some evidence. Um, okay. Yeah. I can Maybe just put it on like private then. and just screenshot it to us. And, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hopper, can you tell the listeners um, where they can find you if they want to reach out? Um, or do you not want people to reach out? <laughs> No, nah, I'm, I'm always thinking. I was going to say, I he doesn't seem like the most private guy. That just in case. <laughs> you can find out where I live on Strava. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so Sean on Strava is, is my Strava. If you want to watch me train through train through the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> then um, on Instagram, I'm underscore hopper underscore underscore. So it's two Ps. Not two O's. Some people call me Hooper. Hooper. Like, it's not Hooper. Okay. Hooper. <laughs> well, cool. we'll link all that below too. Often on the Pace Athletic Instagram, they always mm. use my hair as marketing. <laughs> yeah, you have great hair. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I shaved it off when I first moved to Australia. It's a oh. rookie mistake. Never oh, would you ever again. shave it off again? Maybe for charity. Maybe for like oh, cancer yeah. research. If oh, I do nice. some fundraising, that would be the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, not for good. the fun of it I, I i did it for aerodynamics before i went to the gold coast half one year had a shocking race oh no but statistically oh. you gotta have long hair you can't shave yeah. it off yeah no. no very good all right well we'll let you go i'm sure you've got some dinner waiting for you or something you want to get to um but thank Greek you so yogurt. much for coming on yeah <laughs> every meal breakfast <laughs> dinner. i think that's the biggest takeaway from today really um we didn't learn much else except just greek yogurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, sorry cool. for that theme. Just no, I loved it. No, I don't, no, I'm joking. We did learn heaps from you. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all your experiences with us and letting thank us in guys. on a bit of your great backstory. Keep, and... keep going with it. It's, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, cool. Thank oh, you so much. We appreciate it. And looking forward yeah, to part thank two. You. Yeah, so excited for part two. This is the start. Stay Watch tuned. this space, everyone, guys. Make sure you're following Hopper because... <laughs> There's more than that. Good night, One year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. All right. Oh. Thanks, guys. Bye.